I'm Jade. And I'm Becky. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Welcome back, back, everybody. After a long time away. Just kidding. It was only a couple days. Just here yesterday. This is ridiculous. I'm already sick of Jade. Get her out of here. She sucks. (laughs) Smells like what was it? Rotten feces or whatever. Yes, burnt feces. Burnt feces. That's it. So, couple things to cover before we jump into Eileen Part Duh. Um. We want to talk about Patreon. We got our first ever Patreon member or patron, whatever. What pa- are we pa- calling pa- them? Pa- Patreon. I, I don't know. know. We'll come up with some sick ass name like yeah. every other podcast does. Like, yeah. Something cool. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll think yeah, about it. Yeah. 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 We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll think of something real it's on cool. The to-do list. It's probably not going to be a nice name. It's going to be along the lines of like, you know, sewer rat or stinky monster. I don't know. It's going to be something like that. I'm sure. But so we just wanted to shout out our first ever Patreon person and thank you to Morgan Blank. You're a fucking boss ass bitch. We're very excited to have you. And yeah, you're the fucking best. You're we the bees you. knees. Um, you get the first guest appearance. Um, <laughs> we we hold you on a pedestal in this yep. household. Uh, <laughs> Surprise, you've actually just joined a cult. Um <laughs> And yeah, this is it. The podcast is done. We got what we yeah. wanted. We, we got one person and you'll never hear us again. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So if you want to be as cool as Morgan, just, you know, go to patreon.com slash how to not get killed and become as cool as Morgan. Do it. Why have you not done it already? We're cool. She's cool. We're all cool people. <laughs> so let's fucking jump right into it. Um, I'm going to do a quick little like recap from part one because I know it's been a while and honestly yeah I can't even remember where we left off so please okay it's going to be a a very a quick 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 summary yeah yeah Yeah. so you know to recap from last episode we met young Eileen who had you know one hell of an upbringing from getting regular whippings from grandpa dad uh, lots of fires gone wrong some burns to the faces, lots of petty crimes. She met her girlfriend of the the time during her killing spree, Tyria Moore, who we'll talk about eventually a little bit more. I know I didn't go into her a lot last episode. Um, we ended the episode on Eileen's first murder, which was Richard Mallory, on November 30th, but technically December 1st, just because, like, she met him November 30th, midnight had passed, she killed him on the 1st. Right. So legally, legally, legally first. December 1st, um, his, yeah. So December 1st, 1989, he missed Christmas, freaking loser, freaking loser missing out on his presents. <laughs> That's what he gets for being a pile of poop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, He's the victim, but, but we're also, also shitting on him. I don't know. That was a weird one. <laughs> I don't know. I've got some evidence here. That's still pretty fucking damning to him being a pile of poop who had, um, yeah. So we also talked about the local police who had discovered Richard's, uh, abandoned car near Daytona. To recap the murder scene, as per Eileen's recall, Richard refused to take his clothes off when Eileen prompted him to, as this was standard for her encounters with her customers. Um, a scuttlebutt had broken out, and um, the two of them fought and wrestled a bit. Richard had forcibly assaulted Eileen with a blunt object in her rear end. They continued to wrestle, and Eileen finally broke free, grabbed her purse, which had her pistol in it, and she shot him three times. That's it. That's your recap. That was a pretty good recap. Yeah. Right? I, I think I did good. Honestly, caught up to speed. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm a professional now. Um, yeah. we're And that's the end of episode. What is this for? I'm just kidding. That's Imagine it. if I was just like, okay, let's it. Bye, guys. <laughs> Screw you guys. We've been sitting on this part two for so long and you don't even get it. Yeah, and you don't even get it now. Ha, joke's on you guys. Um, yeah. Okay. So there's actually a lot of fucking information that I've had to cut out just for time's sake really otherwise like this would either be 30 hours long or like seven parts (laughs) so we're not gonna do that because that's fucking sucks i mean eileen's interesting but like give me a fucking break i'm tired i want to (laughs) research someone else and also i feel like her case is like pretty cut and dry fair in my opinion in my humble opinion it Mm -hmm. is but that's that's up to you guys to we still have opinions to make us 
people who haven't heard much about it. True, true. I keep forgetting about you guys because here I am already, you know, concluded. And yeah, like I do not know anything about this case. So. Okay. So let's, going, let's going do it. forward before I jump into like all of her other murders and stuff, she only went on trial for her first murder which was richard mallory who we talked about in the she first didn't episode. get tried for anything else no okay she did confess to all of them and you know I, she's essentially held accountable for them i guess but okay. like she wasn't tried for them and okay. she wasn't executed for them she was only executed for richards right which fuck that guy whatever so um Okay, oh my God, I'm like reading over my spelling here in my notes and like so many things are just like, like I've got the word corpse written here and it's literally corpez. Honestly, sometimes like my notes is just all red underlines yeah. and I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to go back and fix it. I'll just fix it when I'm talking. And then here I am like, what's that mean? Literally, yeah, like I can't say any words half the time. Right? Oh my God. Oh, so funny. Okay, so Richard's corpse wasn't discovered until December 13th. Okay. So a whole 13 days after the murder. Damn. Okay. He was found fully dressed in some woods just northwest of Daytona Beach. Um, the police who first responded to the call um, from two men named Jimmy Bonchi and James Davis, they were out scavenging for scrap metal and came across Richard's dead body. Um, the police officers that had responded to this call had noted that Richard's corpse was completely skeletonized from the collarbone to the top of his head police documented that Richard was covered under a piece of cardboard uh, with only three of his fingers poking out. So so all of his flesh was there except from his neck up? Y yeah. So he Do was... Do you think this was like animals? Yes. It, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I was just getting there. But like it looked as though... Um, like animals had torn him apart, like just kind of like okay. the elements. Had... Yeah, I was going to say, damn, like I'm surprised he even got found. I know. Like or identified after 13 days because I figured if he's in the woods for like. Right. Animals would have got him. So. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like since he was fully dressed, you know, animals only went for like the parts that were exposed. So right. probably just like yeah. neck up. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he was found underneath a piece of cardboard, which like. That's nice. weird. Just like a soggy old piece of cardboard. Uh, three fingers poking out. So I think like the hand is probably what drew in, um, what is it, Jimmy and James to like notice his body when right. they were searching. Right. Because like I feel like if you're like looking through the woods, you'd notice like some fingers just yep. laying around. Um, yeah, he was fully dressed, but his pockets had been turned inside out and a set of his dentures were on the ground beside him. So I, what I don't know is like, why were the dentures just beside him? Like, did he take them were out? Were they his spare set or were they I'm his not sure. set that fell out of his mouth? I just... I don't know. I don't know. Because it also kind of is implied that, like, his body was found, like, away from where he was murdered, if that makes sense. So I'm assuming she moved him just, like, even a little bit okay. out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's why I'm like, okay, did she take his dentures out or... She's like, fuck yeah, I'm turning <laughs> these in for five bucks. Oh my God. Are they even worth five bucks? Okay, dentures are very expensive. But however, I don't really think they're expensive to anybody. But can you sell? They are. Can you sell used dentures? I'm looking for a pair. I. That is not a question to ask me. Oh, I don't know. It. Jade, I thought you knew this kind of shit. Honestly, I want dentures. What? I have had this conversation with mom. You want I'm a dentures? Psycho. Yeah. Why? Because they're perfect teeth. Anyway. Why not just get like braces or Invisalign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dentures is so much faster. <laughs> You know, they'd have to like, and you can, like pull out or like carve down. Yeah, all your yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Just you should get those like fake like stick in teeth. Like, you know, the Austin Powers yeah, ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like covers. Actually, they have that. I feel like a friend of mine got like what, like a, what are they called? Flippers or something? They're just yeah. like. They look like a retainer, but a couple you just, of my friends have those. Yeah. yeah. Just get that then. Like they have like missing front teeth and shit. Do you want me to punch you real hard in the face? Yes. I'll do it. Do it. I'll freaking do it right you now. You know what? Do it. As God is my witness, I will do this. <laughs> do it. <laughs> okay. And so be began the investigation. Because of Richard's somewhat wild life he lived and all of the like traveling he did all around like the Florida area for different sex workers, different vendors, it actually made it really hard for the police to investigate initially. Um, like to pinpoint exactly like who or what like went wrong and what caused his murder um they did eventually kind of follow a little bit of a trail after they had talked to um some of his staff at his shop 
Fuck. So, oh, Richards, he's out again. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. Well, remember, nobody gave a rat's ass yeah. that he, you know, yeah. didn't turn up. Um, and he also fired them all after right? he what a bag of back. Shit. So probably Imagine. a lot of changing staff around there. And like, I wouldn't like him either if I just like thought that I just got this awesome job at this shop. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, you're only here for like three days, sweetheart. <laughs> you're <laughs> actually here while I go out. Yeah, I'm going to go on a drinking binge. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they found a few leads from, like, the staff at the work, like, at a shop, like, saying, like, oh, this is, like, what his lifestyle was, you know, he sucks, basically, doop doop doo all the good stuff. Um, then they also got a few leads from uh, some dancers from a local uh, strip joint. They kind of also were able to, like, more expressively say, like, you know, Richard's into some sleazy stuff, like, he's pretty aggressive, all this and you know he does a bunch of drugs does does a bunch of drinking like which kind of made it extra hard for them to like pinpoint like what could have gone wrong because yeah. he like lived such a like mischievous life well, it like at that point they're just gonna be like ah he he got yeah. himself into this type exactly thing. so i i don't know if you guys remember from the previous episode but there was a customer he had confided in saying that he was going out to daytona to find some new sex workers that he could essentially do what he wanted with if oh, you recall yeah. that okay so they finally got a hold of this customer who said that same thing and that's kind of what put him there but after that the trail kind of went cold um and this was around may 1990 so december to may you guys do the math um they had kind of given up and said that you know due to his like lifestyle it uh kind of seemed like an isolated homicide until June 1st of 1990, when a naked John Doe was found dumped in the woods just outside of Tampa. The Tampa, I said that really weird. I, I said that Tampa. That sounded normal to me. Oh, it yeah. felt weird coming out of my mouth. Tampon. Tampon. <laughs> um, the body that was found was very badly decomposing and the body was completely nude except for a camouflage baseball cap. Now, initially, the why <laughs> I don't why know. I don't know I don't know I feel like that's a that's pretty how I want to go. <laughs> that's how you're gonna go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't think they initially like connected the two right off the bat. That didn't yeah, really. That's that, pretty different. It is pretty different because yeah. he was found with clothes on, but they do obviously connect it at some point. Otherwise, I wouldn't be right. sitting here talking about it. Yeah. So now let's jump into um, David Spears, who is a 43-year-old construction worker in the Orlando area, more specifically Winter Garden. Um, okay, yeah. So he had picked up Eileen on May 19th, 1990, somewhere near where the U.S. 27 intersects with Interstate 4. Um, he had offered her a ride. Uh, the day prior, so May 18th, David had actually called his former wife, Dee. I think he was going down to visit her. Okay. Um I can't remember exactly like where it was he was supposed to be traveling to, but it was it was a drive. And he said that he'll be there the next day around two or two thirty after after work. And he never showed up for this. So David's truck was found abandoned ten miles west of Orange Springs near uh, CR three one eight. Does that mean country route or concession route? I should have looked that up. Uh, yeah. I I didn't I'm going to say like country route, whatever, like a side road um, and I-75 on Sunday, May 20th. Blonde hair was found on the steering wheel and a ripped condom packet was found on the floor of the vehicle. Rut row. Oopsie. <laughs> and all of his other personal effects from the car had been missing, including a present um, of a one of a kind ceramic statue of a panther that he had bought for Dee to bring with him to give to her. Aww. Which is like so sweet. And like, it's no, fuck him. There was a freaking broken condom in the car. He was cheating it's his, on her. No, it's his former wife. They were, they were split up. Oh. But they had a child together, so he was going to visit. Oh, okay. All right. Um, by all accounts, uh, David is like said to be like a gentle giant at like 6'4. He was like really sweet, really hardworking, really cared about people. Um, like, numerous people had claimed that. Not only, like, could he not hurt a fly, but he would not. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just stated that he was just, like, the nicest guy. He, being split from his wife, D, he actually sent her, like, large sums of money from his monthly paycheck okay, to help yeah. support her with their child. Um, so, yeah. So, the vehicle was found. Um, 
all of that stuff was missing. Money that he had hidden in his car for emergencies totaling $600 was taken, as well as some other cash that he was bringing with him as a gift for his daughter's graduation. I know. I know. I think I think the graduation is why he was on his way to visit. Yeah. But I couldn't find that detail out, like to like really narrow down that information. Um so something the police said, I just made the grossest mouth noise. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I pulled Honestly, a, I, pulled I caught myself doing it earlier and I was like, fuck. Uh, I just like had to. Yeah. Um, something the police had noted that was interesting about David's truck, which is kind of what linked the case to Richard's case, was that the driver's seat was pulled far too close up to the steering wheel, indicating someone much shorter than David had, had driven, driven that car okay. to the spot of where like the abandonment was mm-hmm. given the height measurement of the seat, etc., And in comparison to Richard's case, um, they assumed they were looking for a woman. So that's kind of the thing that they were like, Oh, this could be related, but they didn't really like be like, they are related. Yeah. They were like, Oh, it's just interesting that, you know, Richard's car was found. Just keep an eye on the details and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't until June 7th, which is a whole week later after finding like his abandoned car that the new John Doe was, or sorry, his body was found. Sorry, my apologies. That the new John Doe was identified from dental records as David Spears. Okay. Um, Dr. Janet Pillow had conducted David's autopsy. David, who is someone who was weighing roughly like 195 pounds prior to his death, had been reduced to about 40 pounds by the time he was discovered. Just Whoa. to like decomposition. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I think That's he lost gnarly. like all, literally almost all of his body Where did mass. it go? It, like melted away. Jesus. They're in hot Florida and his body's out laying in the woods Ew. naked. Like pretty much all that would be left would be like bones and goosh. <laughs> goosh. Goosh. Poor guy. Um, David was shot six times with a twenty-two caliber pistol. The same as Richard. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, it was stated by everyone that knew David that he, like, you know, again, wouldn't hurt a fly. He was, like, purely incapable of the violent attack in which his murderer, Eileen, would later allege that she had to defend herself against. So, yeah, by the time that they were able to identify David, a third body had already been discovered. Jesus. So in that, like, week that they're trying to identify David, they had found another body. This body belonged to Charles Carscadden. He was aged 40. He was a part-time rodeo worker from Booneville, Missouri. <gasps> Boone. Boone, Joe. Um, he had been missing since May 31st. He was en route to see his fiance, whose name I do not have, in Tampa. His naked body was found just 30 miles away from where David Spears' body was found. Damn. It's pretty close. That's pretty close. Yeah. Um... I did it again. I'm making the gross mouth noise. Charles's body was found on June 6th, one day prior to officials being able to identify David's body. So just like that whole day, like one day they find Charles's body. The next day they're like, oh, this is David Spears. It's a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh, Charles had been shot nine times with a 22 caliber pistol. Holy fuck. That's a lot of times. <laughs> like, Like, I feel like I would be, I mean, if I was really scared, I feel as though five times would be suffice. But, like, I don't know, nine times is a little bit extra. I mean, I've never shot a gun, but I feel like if I'm, like, trying to protect myself, I might do, like, a one, two. But I also feel like... Nine is literally... Okay, that is ridiculous. Right? That's a lot. So that's a fucking lot of times. Poor fucking Charles. Um, yeah. I, I'm. By the way, I'm like whipping through like all of their murders, not like to disgrace the victims or anything, but just purely for time's sake. And then I'm going to like link to them like all get together. into the details yeah. of breaking it down and like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. So you guys can do your own little researching. Yeah. And well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Seams, who was a 65-year-old missionary, had a missing persons report filed on June 22nd, which is, like, pretty close in comparison to Charles and uh, David. Um, There was no trace of him until July 4th when his wrecked and abandoned car was found in Orange Springs. Same 
like mo with it's the, literally the same mo with the abandoned cars eh? yeah and like they're the same thing with like the seat being pulled up to like the yeah. point of like a woman a short woman was driving this you um, think she would really like not be that dumb i i think she just wasn't thinking or she just straight up did not give a single shit i don't think she gave a fuck yeah. i think I think she cared to some degree about like self-preservation mm-hmm. and like trying to protect herself, but I don't think she was thinking of details. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she covered Richard's body with a piece of cardboard. I don't think cardboard. she was thinking about getting caught even. Yeah. 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 And I, I really truly don't think she thought like that anything would get linked to her. And if it did, she thought she was in the right. Like she yeah. really truly thought like I've been protecting myself and I'm scared. Yeah. Her stance. So, yeah, he had a missing persons report filed on June 22nd about him, and there was no trace until his car was found. Um, Peter's body has never been found. Hmm. She did at one point try helping (gasps) them. You told me this. She tried to help them find his body. Initially, she actually denied killing him. She had confessed to all of them and said, no, 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 that wasn't me. Like, I didn't do that one. And then later on said, like, it might have been me. I just couldn't remember his name kind of thing. She's like, I actually didn't know who the fuck this guy was, and I... Honestly, like, would you remember? Like, if, if, if you're a sex... If job and I was a sex worker, probably wouldn't even know the guy's name, to be honest. You might know their first name, and realistically, they might have even given you a fake name. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's she, true. She, in her own book, claims to have slept with a total of, well, more than 250,000 men. <laughs> Not 2,000, 250,000. That is a lot of studs. <laughs> a lot a of lot. studs. So, yeah, when there's times when she's like, I don't remember, like, this guy, like, possibly. Like, yeah, of course she's not going to remember. Like, there were often days where she would do possibly, like, eight jobs yeah. in a day or ten jobs or more than that. Like, girl was all over the place, man. Um. So now we've moved on from Peter because there's really, like, nothing on him other than his yeah. vehicle. Which they were able to kind of like investigate and find like traces of women. I guess witnesses had like identified two female drivers in it. Oh. Matching the descriptions of Eileen and Tyria Moore. Oh. Yeah. Um, so they did like see like traces of women in the vehicle. So that's that's a fun little note. So now we're on to um, Eugene Troy, quote unquote. I guess that was like what he went by, Burris. He was age 50. Um, he was out making sausage deliveries for the factory he worked for, which nice. is just like so cute and so innocent, like sausage deliveries. Such a grandpa job. Right? I, wh- I kind of want to deliver sausages. No, you don't. No, you yeah, don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. I had one single you're sausage gonna for dinner. You're going to come home after your single shift and want to kill yourself. <laughs> and I'm going to come home and be like, no more sausages for me. <laughs> Although, how happy would Drew be if I was a sausage delivery person? Very because happy. he fucking loves sausages You'd and broccoli. That's his favorite meal. Yeah. So he'd be like, just bring the whole truck here. <laughs> like, So, um, yeah, he he went out for a delivery on July 30th. So this okay. is about like a month a now. A month later, yeah. Mm-hmm. A missing persons report was filed when he didn't return to the factory. So like he didn't come back. I think they filed it around like 2 a.m., damn um because he just didn't come back from his like shift and they were like buddy was supposed to be back mm-hmm. with our sausage truck and he's not here so what the heck so they did file a pers- missing persons report like almost immediately um on august 4th his fully dressed body was discovered by a family who was out having a really cute little picnic um in the ocala N- uh, national forest where is that in relation to? I did not look. I did not do my okay. due diligence and look at math. No, that's math. fine. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I've, I've just never heard of that. So I'm going to assume that it's near like Daytona and Orlando where everything's kind of yeah. taking place. Yeah. Maybe you could search that up for me while I'm, you know, over here. Um, but Eugene was shot twice with a 22 caliber pistol. And also the same thing with like the truck that they had found abandoned, which they had found the sausage truck, I guess, like off in the forest somewhere um like off of one of um the routes that like all of the other cars had so far been found on like just miles apart um so given the fact that they had noticed like the you know the the shots from the 22 caliber pistol and the seat pulled right up to the steering wheel they were like okay something's fishy Mm -hmm. they still weren't admitting that this was possibly a serial killer 
they were just like, something's fishy and we're going to keep our eyes out. But that's about it. That's crazy. They've literally had like how many? Four murders? Yeah. This exact same MO, exact same like crime scene layout. Yeah. Well, they can't really say four yet, I think, because of Peter's body not being found. found. But his vehicle was found. Right. So they're like, okay, well, we've got three bodies and four vehicles. So you do the math. Something's weird. So now Dick Humphreys was reported missing by his wife on the night of September 11th. So we're jumping from August to September, like just a little bit over a month, like the 4th mm-hmm. to the 11th. Um, Dick was a retired Alabama police chief who Ooh. was, I know, he was now working, though, as um, with the Department of Health and Rehabilitative Services to investigate child abuse claims in Ocala. Okay, so a great man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I read that and I was just like, fuck, this guy, like, literally helped, like, child abuse victims. Yeah, like, so her. Yeah. Like this guy sounds like a real stand-up fucking dude and yeah his wife had to report him missing like that that must just be like really fucking rough Mm -hmm. to do um right after the very next day of filing his missing persons report um his body was found in an undeveloped subdivision he was shot seven times with a 22 caliber pistol and his pant pockets were turned inside out and it kind of looked like he had been like looted yeah what the fuck was he doing ending up with her is my question. So. Some, you would, yeah, like the other guys, not to say it makes sense, but like most. Of okay. The, yeah, yeah. Most of them, they had offered her a ride. Because mm. like, again, this is like the 80s entering the 90s. Hitchhiking, Hitchhiking was, was still a thing. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly I don't saw think. Someone, I literally was going to tell you the other day. I'm like downtown like North York, I saw a man with his thumb up hitchhiking and I passed by him. Sorry, I'm on my way to work. One, two, like, <laughs> I'm not going to pick you up. Like, he didn't look homeless. Like, Did you actually be- stop to tell him sorry that you're on your way to no, work? No, but he like <laughs> threw his hands up because I made eye contact with him and I drove past him and he threw his hands up and I was like, well, I don't fucking know what you expect. It's 2021. Everyone are like, yeah. everyone is a fucking murderer. I'm sorry. Yeah, that and like anyone ever who's ever been murdered was by like a hitchhiker. A hitchhiker. Or someone. Or was the hitchhiker. Or, yeah. <laughs> So, so sorry yeah, like yeah not gonna anyway. happen i was just crazy because i haven't seen that in since i was a kid I, like, like you know what's actually crazy is the last month alone on my drives to work i've seen a total of three on highway nine really yeah and every time i call drew i'm like i just saw another one i like, never see hitchhikers yeah, there i'm i like and correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure hitchhiking is illegal in canada now isn't it 99 percent sure it is but yeah i'm not i'm not entirely sure i wonder if it is because of these things yeah well yeah because women always get killed yeah when they're hitchhikers and like they're you know yeah. what i mean like they're like people who hitchhike yeah. and freaking kill people or they so. just get like sex trafficked or yeah. kidnapped or just like anything it's fucking scary mm-hmm. yeah you will not catch me hitchhiking like just no that's literally not even if like you're yeah i wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it no matter no. who you are what you look like sorry like no discrimination i don't care yeah. like i'm not jumping in a car well, with some like, random person think of all of the like really scary things that you hear about how like okay for example like ted bundy he like lured women in by acting like hurt you know mm-hmm. uh, i'm pretty sure wasn't it like paul bernardo and carla homoka that like also lured people in by pretending there was like a baby in the car stuff like that like, no that was um that was somebody else wasn't that it? was colleen stan yes that yes. was her her Sorry. um she was the girl in the box, right? Yeah, the yeah. girl in the box, yeah. They had, like, the the, the mother, who was, yeah. like, also, like, 16 years old as a mother. And also, she was abused herself, too. And they, she like, lured it. She was abused by it. herself, but, yeah. yeah, she had a baby in the car, so Colleen don't was, like, fuck it, I'll hitchhike with them. Yeah, do That's not what I'm trust. saying. Like, I'm saying, I don't care who you are after yeah. I have heard all these true crime stories. Like, fuck that. Yeah, honestly. Even if you have fucking 18 kids in your car, pull up in a van watching, yeah. like, Dora, no chance. Honestly, though, like, if somebody pulled up and had, like, four really cute puppies in the car, I'd be diving head first. Yeah, and well, I'd there be you like, go. You're going to get kidnapped and killed. I know. This is, now yeah, that I've said this that. This is how to get killed with I'm, Becky. I'm like, literally going to be, like, walking down the street and somebody's going to be like, hey, I got some puppies in the back. And I'm going to be like, oh, All right, fuck. give me a- <laughs> Fuck it. Or somebody's going to pull up and be like, hey, actually, you know what I just saw? I saw, like, a moose nearby. Would you believe it? And I'd probably be like, where the fuck? Get me in your fucking car right now. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
hilarious. Back to it. Sorry, ba- guys. To Big it. banter moment there. Tangent. Big banter moment. <laughs> you know what, everybody? If we go on fucking tangents and banter and talk about whatever we want to talk about, fucking deal with it. I'm not hearing anybody be like, oh, you guys banter too much. And if you fucking much. skip past it, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> don't be we, dumb. Yeah. Just don't do it. So now we're officially on to our last victim. Okay. Walter Antonio. I like that name. Um, yeah. You know what's funny? Um, feels nice. It does feel nice. It feels nice coming out of my mouth. Um, I don't like that, but... <laughs> I bet it does, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> I, so his middle name's Gino. And like... Walter Gino Antonio. Uh, so I was like, that kind of ruined it. So I was like reading a bunch of different information, like different sources and whatnot. And I don't know why. I always laugh like when I see like spelling mistakes, but like one source. So Gino spelt like the regular way, like yeah. G-I-N-O. But like one way spelt it J-E-N-O. And I was like, Geno, Geno. And I like kept like reading it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then when I looked at my other sources, I was like, what the hell? And I just like got stumped. So that's Geno. my fun little spelling fact. It's Gino, but Walter Antonio. He's a 60 year old uh, trucker from Merritt Island who also worked as a reserve police officer for Brevard County. I don't know where that is. I should have looked that up. Um, oh, Ocala. By the way, Ocala is like just in Florida. Well, yeah, it's in Florida, but like where in relation to Daytona and Orlando? You uh, well, had one I'm job. I'm going to have to resort you back had to the one books. job. Continue. You fucking idiot. You're like, yeah, it's in Florida. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've been <laughs> in Florida this whole time, you fucking moron. Do you know how hard it was for me to even figure out how to spell what it was? Okay, how, so. How was it that In hard? relation to it, um, it's further west. You, okay. Yes. So it's further west. So it's your more, face looked really questionable. Yes, because I was doing my never eat shredded wheat calculations. Never eat shredded North, wheat. Never eat. Oh, I always did. East. Never eat sour watermelons. Well, never eat shredded wheat, girl. But isn't shredded wheat good for I you? I don't know. Probably <laughs> if not, if you're allergic to gluten. Like. Oh my god. But yeah, so it's it's an hour. It's an hour and a half from Daytona. Okay. An hour so Ocala is an hour and a half from Daytona. That is on the records done. Research done. Cut it See, off. See, I'm not trusting your research because you literally out of nowhere was just like Ocala's in Florida. <laughs> like a real fucking <laughs> bitch ass. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So we're on Walter Antonio. His body was found on November nineteenth. So That's quite a bit of ways. Yeah. Just about chilly. two months. Yeah. I think that's like her like longest space. Um yeah. He had been shot three times in the back and once in the head. I think that was her first headshot. Um, She claims like multiple times. It's like throughout the book monster where she like helped like co-write. Wow. I literally can't talk at all today. Um, That like she never aimed. She just kind of like shot because she was protecting herself. Hmm. These are these are her stories. Like they can't they can't be taken like you know, at full merit because like I, anyone can say anything. Yeah. And, and, you know, but it's just information to take in whether yeah. it's truth or not. It's just information. She to does take in. stand by that. So like, I mean, I'm, you, you don't want to like side with that right away because like thus far she's killed seven people. So like, I mean, you never know, but I, she's saying she never aimed, but like a headshot's pretty fucking, I feel like that's hard to do. Even if you're like, not aiming or if you are aiming like i i don't know i mean yes and no i, I don't know fucking know these things but i don't know these things either however like it's it's not not possible if you're just fucking I blindly guess. shooting to hit someone in the head right i guess and like honestly it would make sense that three shot okay three shots but she hit buddy in the head makes mm-hmm. sense yeah nine shots she fucking you know what i mean yeah i was shot nine like yeah all right but yeah walter was found completely nude except for his socks okay yeah my normal nighttime attire that's my pajamas (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um so like at this point like media journalists general public they had all taken notice of all of like the extreme similarities found between all of these men that they're hearing about in the news they connected the dots and they all kind of like were like, we have a serial killer right. on our hands. Finally. Like, good job, guys. Good job. No, no, no. Not the police. The general public along with journalists. Oh, oh 
police kidding police were still like they're like oh yeah 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 that makes sense okay they seemed reluctant to admit it was Mm. the words that were used all throughout is that they were like acknowledging the similarities but they were reluctant Hmm. so i think they just hadn't connected them all right i think they were like okay yeah they all have like a lot of similarities but we can't connect them right so um over the next few weeks after like the discoverance of walter's body the police had received numerous calls identifying killers plural as uh lee blahovec one of the like name aliases that um eileen had frequently used oh shit and tyria moore um some of these people were calling in saying they had like either overheard the two talking about it at like local bars and stuff or that they had like seen these two people in like shops while they were driving some of the vehicles that were like later found abandoned Jeez, so they really had information on them yeah like uh, the police had received numerous calls i couldn't find out exactly and i tried to find like detailed accounts Mm -hmm. um some of the other names though that were given from people calling in were some of her aliases like Lori grody cammy green was one of the more popular ones that she had used sandy blahovec or sandy crutch the one that made us laugh right. last time yeah sandy crotch <laughs> sandy crotch <laughs> um so they they had actually linked eileen like real eileen uh to one of her aliases cammy green by fingerprint because nice because she pro- didn't she use the I was going to yeah. say didn't she use her alias name for something like somewhat important? Yeah. So if you remember from our previous episode part 1, she had done like a bunch of petty crimes and like was actually like booked right. for some of them and she had had to like give fingerprints there and the one that she did do like her fingerprints for was Cammy Green. So Okay, yeah. So they had a match there. Um yeah, so Miss Cammy Green uh, began pawning items to different shops in the area. These oh, items all belonging... Items of looted pockets, yes. might you say? These these items were all of notable things that were, you know, stolen from the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, such as, like, the ceramic statue. I was going to say, was that Ceramic Panther one? Yep. Uh, one of the badges from... Oh, I can't remember his name now. The The one victim who was an officer. The chief? guy or the other one the reserve officer i'm trying to remember his name now um sorry dick humphreys right his his um badge was pawned that's fucked yeah get charged for carrying that shit around i know so your position yeah she tried pawning it and i think i think that might have been the item that brought her in but i couldn't confirm that i'm gonna imagine it was i can't imagine a pawn shop taking that to be honest yeah so maybe they did take it to like be like yeah this is the per- like hold on to it to match it i'm not mm-hmm. sure um so they were like okay we got red flags we got this cami green identity here this just got pawned let's fucking get her um eileen was then captured at the last resort which is a biker bar in harbor oaks and she was dis- um, detained for outstanding warrants as her alias Lori grody damn yeah so while they're looking for cami green they come across Lori Grody, like searching for all of these different people. All these different girls. And it's Eileen. So Damn, it's kind of badass. Yeah. But see the sketchy part about it is that they're also looking for Tyria Moore. Because Tyria never gave an alias she to was like just her. any of the places they had gone, any bars, nothing. Like Eileen often went by different names, but Tyria didn't. She was like, Yeah, fuck it, catch me. So um, they had caught Tyria a day later than, than Eileen. So I'm wondering if like, maybe they were like on their trail and just like, I don't know, almost caught Eileen by accident first. Cause I yeah. think they were, it was easier for them to catch Tyria, Tyria because she had, that's how I was, I was almost yeah. surprised that Tyria got found second. Tyria comes back and yeah there's lots of info on her but we're not gonna get into that just yet um yeah so when they had got tyria they actually teamed up with her and decided to have tyria help eileen confess to these murders 
because they were starting to like link her to them with like the certain things that she had pawned her like physical appearance matched yeah. like descriptions of her driving vehicles that belong to these people like the police are starting to put it together and like place her at these scenes so shortly after that there was a phone call between Tyria and Eileen which is quite long and I'm not going to share it on this episode that'll be a separate Patreon only episode but Tyria essentially has Eileen confess to everything, all of the killings over the phone. It's completely recorded. The police are with Tyria in the room along with detectives. Shit. So yeah, Eileen did confess um, in the confession that she makes that will eventually go into more detail in a different episode. But um, she claims immediately that all of them were in self-defense saying things like, you know, like I had to do this, you know that, like, I don't know why you're like trying to get me to say this stuff. Like Hmm. later Eileen admits that she knew that the police must've been listening just based off of the way Tyria was talking. So then is like, is that even credible that she was like, Oh, you knew I had to do this. It was self-defense. If I exactly admits that she thought that the police were there. So then it probably wasn't even exactly. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, again, it's like... I mean, she still admitted to them, period, so... Yeah. She she always did. Like, she always said, like, I did it, but this is my reasoning. Yeah. I'll go into what my, like, opinion is on why she did things the way she did. Um, But yeah, so she did confess to everything. Damn. Stood by her, like, stance of this is self-defense. Like, I had to protect myself. So we're we're actually surprised twist. We're not going to be covering Eileen's trial in full detail in this episode um, like we had hoped to do just because otherwise it would literally just be like, again, 30 hours long, which <laughs> neither of us have time to do. And you guys don't want to listen to that. Um, something that's like a key note, though, is that like, I don't know, maybe that, did I say this at the beginning, but um, Eileen had only gone to trial for just Richards. Yeah, you okay, said she just went to trial for the one, but she did confess to all the others. Yeah. So again, we're going to just like touch on just like a couple of things that like might have helped Eileen's trial. Um, like I had said in episode one, Richard's character was not discussed whatsoever in the trial. Like they made him out to be like an upstanding citizen. And didn't he have like... Yeah, he had like shit it was like a 10 or 11 year sentence that he served for a rape conviction and they didn't mention it in trial because they didn't want to sway the freaking what's it called jury yeah exactly um they didn't let they actually like eileen's legal team had presented like numerous witnesses to like uh testify against richard's um character mm-hmm. i think it's called like a character testimony or something along those lines right um but there's like one that i like noted down here that i want to talk about um a woman named kimberly guy she was presented to eileen as like um a potential witness to to possibly testify at the trial to help demonstrate richard's character oh shit okay um this would have like probably almost dramatically changed eileen's life wow so it was denied for literally no reason whatsoever. Like, I couldn't find any reason why, like, counsel, like, was like, nope, you can't have this person testify. I hmm. I looked. So, Kimberly Guy had um, made a complaint to police op- officials, um, like, years ago. I was un- unable to find the exact date. Um, but it's as follows. Uh, Mallory, in addition to having an affinity for prostitution and brutal sex, was equally interested in masochistic sex and that he frequently traveled with a pair of handcuffs in a briefcase. It's said that he had attacked her violently and almost strangled her to death. The officer who had taken Kimberly's statement had stated this. And this is like something that like I feel like everyone should talk about. <laughs> Hookers were often on the receiving end of a John's bad temper. It comes with the territory, and so we left it at that. Damn. So just simply because Kimberly Guy was a sex worker, this is how she was treated when she went into the police. Yeah. And said that this guy tried to attack her. And they were like, yeah. They were like, it comes with the territory. No, it fucking doesn't. Nobody deserves to be raped and attacked. No. That's so fucked. So if, okay, my like logic here is like, if that's how the police view 
this prostitute or sex worker as well it comes with the territory of your job like you're just like on the receiving end of a bad temper then you know what richard was on the receiving end of a bad temper from mylene you know what i mean it could be argued both ways so it's like what the fuck i mean honestly if they're gonna put it that way too it's like he's just equally as dirty as you guys claim these sex workers are dirty right? he's equally as bad yeah like and- yeah, like had Kimberly been allowed to give her statement and character testimony at Eileen's trial, trial, the jury almost certainly would have viewed Eileen's claim of rape and self-defense very differently. Yeah. Because of how they presented Richard. They didn't talk about his drinking habits. They didn't talk about his previous like sentencing, nothing like that. Um, Kimberly is also quoted as saying the cops and I am not naming names here knew all about Mallory and his filthy mind. If I had been Eileen Warnos under those circumstances, I certainly would have shot him too. Damn. That's from Kimberly because her like encounter with Richard was so violent that she felt like she should have shot him too. Yeah. So shit. Yeah. Eileen lost in court. We'll go over all of the trial stuff in like a Patreon only episode where we go into her like relationship with Tyria, you know, all of like the like little details from the murders that like we can't fit all into one episode. But I I, like I just I think we should talk about like possibly why Eileen started killing because she states that in the 200,000 plus women she slept with, she's only killed seven. So she stands by it that... These Wait, women or you mean you mean men? Oh my god, did I say women? Yeah, men. Sorry, I, I was just curious. I was like, oh wait, were women in the mix too? Well, she did have a yeah. female lover, her partner. But, yeah, but she didn't like. But her kill any women. Her yeah. customers yeah. were specifically men, and they were the ones willing to pay her for sex. So it does it it does seem like there's almost not to say a gap, but it's just like. Why did she just start killing people? Do you know what I mean? Like, I understand out of self-defense, but it was just like, I feel as though the first one it happened, let's say it was out of self-defense. And then she was like, damn, yeah, okay. Like, I'm just going to start doing this instead of hurting people or like, yeah. instead of running away, this is what I'll do if people get too much. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's exactly it. I think when she started killing, it was like, she realized how easy it was. Yeah. And she realized she could end up getting more money from them than what she would if she just did this like the sex act yeah because like okay if they're dead i can just take their entire wallet yeah i can take their car i can take whatever's in their car and honestly she has absolutely no idea in her head of what you know she's not gonna think about what oh this guy has a family at home she's not gonna think about that shit she didn't care about that shit so to her this is probably just all like nah, i'm just living like i am literally making it by yeah um she like she does say in her book i like I wish I wrote down like the exact quote, but she like along the lines of like, I know that like people's family members were lost like from me, but she says like explicitly like you have to know that these were not the men that you thought they were. They hmm. tried to hurt me. It was either me or them. And she like constantly repeats that and like all of her like tellings of, you know, like the retellings of like her side of the story is that like it came down to me or them. Like she stands by that. But at the same time, like, I think I don't want to discredit and be like I don't want anyone thinking also I'm going to state this now I don't want anyone thinking that me and Becky are like yeah it was absolutely okay she did it she's a woman girl power no 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 no, no. we are not saying that no none of these men deserve to die no none of these men not even Richard the stinky pile of poo poo no like they didn't deserve to die and may they rest in peace but yeah it's just it's just interesting yeah yeah um yeah I don't know I just I think given her like childhood trauma and like everything she had gone through going up i think she like deep down has a pure hatred for men Mm -hmm. um i think given the like line of work she was doing it's interesting too because if she was interested in women but she never had any women customers therefore she likely just didn't even like she purely actually saw that as work business yeah yeah like it, that it was that work way. and she kept her relationships like two women she didn't do it with women yeah. you know what i mean it's it's interesting yeah she kind of saw men as almost like a walking wallet yeah to some degree yeah. like it's just like a form of income for her which is like that's fine that that's how she views them given her line of work like mm-hmm. 
I feel like that's kind of like a smart way of looking at it. I think, I think why she started killing though, and maybe why she stands by self-defense is I think killing Richard set something off in her. Yeah. I think it scarred her. It doesn't like defend what she did whatsoever, but I think in her doing that, she almost like developed like almost like an immediate like PTSD reaction. And then like going forward, anytime some guy maybe got a little rough with her or, or anything like that, I think she maybe had like a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense. Because like, it was just like, okay, it worked last time. Let's do it again. Exactly. And like all of the other guys after Richard that she had murdered like viciously, like they all sounded like upstanding guys like everyone was like mm-hmm. they had missing fo- like missing persons reports filed like they had family members that they were had looking people for looking them. out for yeah. them and like they had responsibilities that they were exactly yeah and like even like by her tellings of like the story it's like they had pulled over to drive her somewhere and like the agreement was that they'd drive somewhere but her story is that they you know agreed to have sex kind of thing but like most of these guys were either like married or in relationships yeah. or, you know, or, well, the one guy wasn't. Is it just like, damn, are people really that shitty or is, or that's is it a lie? That's what I want to know. Like we will yeah. never really know no, the full won't. truth. We won't. So that's why it's kind of like up to you to decide. Like, I think, I think Richard's case, absolutely. I, I almost wholeheartedly believe it happened because so many other women had come forward saying he's so violent. He was the way he was. He's so vicious. He had attacked me. Like he spent 10 11 years in like a prison for that exact scenario yeah so i do believe that that first case definitely happened but i don't know about the other ones there just isn't enough information to like indicate that it was in fact like a self-defense situation yeah exactly i i think i think maybe to some degree when she killed him i think she did like it yeah because of just like the power she probably had too yeah, I mean, it's like a whole control thing. I think it boils down to like her grandfather and her father. Nature versus nurture, girl. Right? Like I think to some degree she thought like she's like getting her own kind of like revenge. Oscar. <laughs> oh my God. He always just like gets up halfway he's through. Like, he's just like, oh God. His like is he look extreme like bedhead. His face is just <laughs> squinched. Oh my God. That is the sleepiest dog I've ever seen. Um, yeah, so Eileen obviously lost in court. She spent nine years on death row. She wrote a substantial amount of letters to her friend Don Bot- Botkins, who I had mentioned in episode one. Um, and I'm going to read out two excer- eps- excerpts. Excerpts? Excerpts. Experts. Two clippets. Two snippety clippets. Snippety snippets. From snip, snap, snap, snap. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Do you have any idea? Do you have any idea how <laughs> the tall four vasectomies take? The tall four vasectomies <laughs> takes on a man. Oh, my God. Okay, so these are from her last two r- letters written to Dawn. Uh, they're both very long, so I've just taken out, like, two paragraphs that I'd like to read from her words to just kind of give you guys a little insight to her you know final moments i guess know that i'll be shooting pool all over again once i get up there and you can imagine the concerts in brackets i'll be seeing all those hip artists who've died yeah it's gonna be awesome up there indeed no doubt and boy i tell you lately i've been feeling a real sense of peace which she put in all capitals i mean big time like hundreds of invisible angels are present around me it's a real cool feeling man i love it and to think they say when you die, your entire life passes before you. Well, if so, I'll be sure to stop when we, we when we were together as teens, kicking out the jams and having a hell of a good time then. To go back in time there will just be heaven all over again for me, sis. So if I can, I'll relive it. During the ride out, should be true. And then there's one more from her final, final letter. And this is just kind of like... I don't know, something I think, like, pays tribute to, like, her stance, maybe, I guess. Um, This is, again, to Don Botkins. 
And I hope you'll be able to someday get the word out how they framed a raped woman down to a serial killer and from the get-go took advantage of in the syndrome to beat her down to one for secrets of their own in books and movies evil. And then, yeah, her, like, last part of that very last letter is, and with that good thought, because there was, like, a couple other paragraphs in mm -hmm. between, um, and with that good thought, so meant so for real. I'll close here and find a way to relax a little more before the end. I'll see you at Stark and again someday on the other side. Love you, buddy, and take good care. My friend, you'll be forever remembered by me. Love, Eileen. So she said a lot of stuff to her friend in there that's like touching, but also like aggressive and crazy. And mm -hmm. there's, you can also see like a, a very obvious like dwindling in her like mental capacities. Right. It stated that like closer to her execution that she almost could have pled insanity for an appeal. Yeah. Because she had dwindled so much that she like literally became like insane at the end death row is not an easy thing for someone to go through like no. not just like the actual execution but like you're essentially in like a sensory deprivation so she was killed then yes uh, i wasn't sure you know how some people pass away before their actual execution yeah date. i was wondering if that happened to her yep so eileen was executed after a whole nine years by lethal injection on october 9th 2002 she denied having a last meal and instead just asked for a cup of coffee. Eileen's last words, <laughs> me, <laughs> literally me having a coffee. <laughs> oh my God. Eileen's last words before her injection was, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie, big mothership and all, I'll be back. I'll be back. Was she religious? I don't think so. I'm not entirely I, yeah, sure. I didn't remember her being religious. I I couldn't really find anything about her being that religious of a person. But again, a lot of people go to prison and find Jesus. Yes, that is true. They find religion in prison. Do you think Jesus is in prison? <laughs> is he an inmate? Oh my God, you just fucking, fucking cracked crack the code, the code guys. Jesus, he if lives you're looking in for prison. Him, he's in prison. We're going to have a lot of really religous people be I like, know, you fuckers. Fuck, here we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. It's actually fully a joke. It's just Drew. Yeah. He is there. Drew is in prison. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so that's that's the gist of Eileen. I, I could go on for like multiple hours more if everyone wanted me to. Of which we will in our Patreon exclusive episode. Yep. Thanks for that, for <laughs> single for Patreon. For our Morgan, you fucking get ready Morgan for that. Morgan, like, you better get ready. <laughs> oh, she's pumped. I can already tell she's pumped. We may as well just FaceTime her and give I, her. I'll just call her. I'll give her a call and be like, listen here. <laughs> um, so in that Patreon exclusive, we will go through all of the details between Tyria Moore and Eileen because there's a lot of missing facts, obviously, in this episode of, like, how they had so many witnesses be able to point them out, mm -hmm. all that. Like, I had, I literally had to cut out stuff in order to fit, like, the chunk in. To be, to be able to get all the general info in, right? There's just so much information yeah. on her, like... Also, she was married previously. Like, there's all... There's a whole slew of information that i just like literally couldn't put in here so yeah it will be a patreon exclusive that's awesome we'll get that out as soon as we possibly can but yeah um that's that's pretty much it for eileen though what interesting do you, what, do you, what do you think no it was a good case i enjoyed it um i'm definitely excited to hear more in that other episode i'm definitely interested in the court stuff mm -hmm. uh the court hearing, stuff's pretty. Hearing a little bit more of evidence and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, with with what what you presented me, yeah, I I feel as though we talked it over already. Just that, I think she kind of got a taste for killing after the one guy and just mm -hmm. was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm in survival mode and I'm just gonna kill these dudes and loot them. Yeah. Period. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, and was it easier for her to get? try and get away with it because she was a sex worker and blame it on rape for yeah. sure definitely i think so so did it happen we don't know maybe we won't know so i think the first one for sure happened after that i think she just had a good time i feel like this case is definitely a scary one to touch in the sense that 
I find a lot of people who do know this case are very either yes or no. Yeah. And get very heated about it and like get very heated about people who have opinions that, oh, well, Eileen was in the right. Yeah. I find it's a very scary conversation to get into. So like 100%. That's why I that's why I ride the line. Yeah. Because I don't I don't have enough information exactly to and really feel which either which way but just even from what, what I, you presented me i definitely yeah I, i'm definitely on the line even with all the information it's still like you, you're never really gonna know no like, everyone's shit people everyone is shit people right? are shit that is my new motto i'm gonna tattoo it on my forehead everyone people is shit, shit. i've been saying sucks. it for the past week everyone sucks so you know what? We're all at fault here. <laughs> like, everybody sucks. Everybody sucks. Eileen sucks. Those guys. <laughs> Eileen sucks. I'm sure they did something <laughs> to me. You know what? Everybody's done shit. Nobody deserves to get murdered, but... Yeah, no one deserves to get murdered. But everyone sucks. <laughs> that's, that, and and that's on that fast. note... <laughs> and on that note, that's it. We're wrapping it up. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening to Eileen Part 2. Hopefully that yeah. was, you know, enough for you guys. If it wasn't sign up to be a patron we will give that to you we will give you more of eileen um yeah so hopefully you'll get this episode either you'll get it you, you'll get it this weekend so friday or saturday yeah so if you're listening you already have it you already have yes the episode. if you're listening like we it's done but <laughs> you already have it <laughs> but uh stay tuned for hotel cecile that Ooh. one's coming up oh yeah we're gonna go Exciting. into a bit more detail i'm of more than just Elisa Lamb because everyone only ever really yeah. talks about Elisa Lamb. But there's I, I think, way more shit that went down there. I think the CISA Hotel is like this, the same hotel like my dad told me horror stories about in California. Probably, yeah. I remember him like telling me like stories like when I was a kid. He was like, oh, when I went to California, I like went by this haunted hotel. Blah, blah, blah. And I 100%. Think it was that. I'm going to call 100%. him. <laughs> 100%. Dude, the, like one of the managers said that like just here's here's your sneak peek. You just One of the managers who ran it for ten years said she witnessed over. I think it was over eighty deaths. What the fuck? In ten years at that hotel. That's too many deaths That's for a one lot hotel. Of deaths. <laughs> that That's is a too lot. many fucking deaths. I would hope that if I'm going to a hotel, zero deaths have happened. Well, that doesn't I would ha- hope. apparently that does with like any hotel. Apparently that doesn't happen that's fucked like i bet you every hotel or like even like apartment or condo buildings like someone told us that someone died like near like i'm on our floor i was like damn yeah i found a dead body in my old apartment building what the fuck that's news to me you didn't know that no i've told you this so many times okay tell it quickly for everyone and then we're going it's not even like that like interesting a story but um we had this woman who I obviously will not give out her information, but uh, she lived like on the main floor, like where like our entrance was. So you had okay. to like walk by her apartment to get to the elevator. Um, she was someone who like you would see every single day, like every single day she would be out. She was also like a really known hypochondriac. Like I, she would tell me she was walking to the hospital to get whatever checked on. At the time, she must have been like mid 20s maybe 30s wait what the fuck she was that young she was young she was really young okay um i was picturing an older woman nope okay no this girl was young as fuck she lived by herself in a bachelor unit like right across from the elevator um my i like the reason why like i like had such a bad feeling is because like my mom obviously like she like worked in the building so she was like the manager Mm -hmm. um she was away at the time and the the girl that this had happened to, she um, would always go and talk to my mom in the office, like, every single day. Of course. And my mom was like, oh, like, just, you know, like, if, if so-and-so talks to you outside, like, it's, it's cool, whatever. And I would always talk to this girl, too. So while my mom was away, it was, like, the middle of the summer, and the lobby started to smell really bad. Ah. Like, really bad. And everyone was like, oh, someone's, like, boiling eggs or something. Like, it smells really bad. So, like, I started propping the door open every day. And it was, like, a really hot summer, too. And I was just like, fuck, this smells, like, awful. And, like, I just, like, one day I just, like, had this, like, pit in my stomach. I think it was, like, by, like, the third day of the smell. Mm -hmm. I was just like, something's wrong. Like, I haven't seen blank name. Yeah. Um, 
so I like called my mom was like have you heard from her like because I know sometimes she'll call like the landline to like get in in touch with my mom she's like no and my mom was like on her way home from being out of town so she like came and I was like okay I'm gonna call the police or call her family or something because I haven't seen her there's this like horrifying stench that I've never smelt before coming from her apartment so you know something's fishy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then um her family had shown up like I think it was like a dad and a brother and the police had come and then when they went to go like open her door the inside latch was on which would indicate she was in there yeah but not answering um so they had to like bust down her door and there she was in bed what happened I don't know I literally have no idea shit yeah Because, like, she was young, so it had to have been either a complication or something. She was super young. And that was, like, the, like, sketchy part. And, like, well, she was, again, a known hypochondriac. Like, I mean, this girl would literally get up 9 a.m. and be like, walk into the hospital. They would turn her away. She'd be back within, like, an hour. She was there every single day. Like, Maybe she was right all that time. And that's what I said. Like, both me and my mom were like, maybe there was actually something wrong. Like, and the, like hospital just turned her away because she was there so often and damn yeah well like i mean they train you in fields that whatever um like in my schooling like with chronic callers chronic people who you know what i mean you have to treat them as if they're a brand new patient every single time every time time, yeah because this shit happens it does happen like for sure yeah Yeah. fuck that's crazy. How well, did we start talking about that? Anyways, on that note, because we were ta- you were like, oh, well, I hope no, no one. And I talked about how apartments. I'm like, well, it happens oh, in condo buildings, hotel. apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's you're like, what... yeah, been there, done that, girl. Yeah. I can't believe I've never heard that story. I could have sworn I've told I know you so you've many times. you told me you smelled like dead body that before. Was it. So, but it's I've an never unmistakable heard, smell. Yeah, but I've never heard the story behind it, so that's crazy. It is unmistakable. You smell it once, and anyone who's ever smelt it will agree with me. You can never unsmell it. Like you can just, I can like recall it in my head and yeah. start smelling it. Like it's, it's so potent. It's you. I can't even describe it. It's like boiled eggs meets vomit meets like burning flesh for some reason. Like it's just like this like concoction of like all of the worst smells to ever happen in like one gushy grossness and we're probably getting deleted after I know. this episode. and everyone's like and i'm not listening anymore <laughs> well on that note yeah that was becky's crazy story hopefully you guys stuck around long enough to hear oh that oh my god yeah i'm sorry that was like you, a 45 minutes really cool episode. i talked about my story longer than eileen <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah next week we'll have the cecil hotel for you yeah. And I also have a fun episode that isn't case related, but we will talk about multiple different serial killers in it. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Okay, honestly, I didn't even know what that is. So I'm excited too. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. I'm really excited for this one. Well, bitches, keep it sleazy and... Oh, uh, get in touch with us. Connect with us. Yeah. You can reach us on Instagram. At how to not get killed. You can send us a Gmail to... How to not get killed at gmail.com. Oh my God, we nailed it. We that did time. it, right? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you can become a really fucking awesome Patreon. www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. killed. Do it. Sign up. Be cool. Talk Send to us, us money. Please. Send- <laughs> my dog needs food. Yeah. Please. No, we will not spend the money on Boone her dog food. needs bear. to eat. No, Please. you're just a bad mom. Feed your dog. <laughs> It is for good equipment and to support our business. It's good stuff, guys. And we give back to you. Yeah. Merch. Merch. Episodes. Bonus ask episodes. Me anything. Lives. All the good stuff. All the good shit. You're going to get all the good stuff. That's so, pretty much it. So now. Now I digress. Keep, keep it, it sleazy, sleazy, motherfuckers. <laughs> Peace. See y'all out. later.